0: Hello and welcome to Sentimental Garbage, the podcast where we talk about the culture we love that society can sometimes make us feel ashamed of. My name is Caroline and in tennis, love means nothing. Joining me is the girl with a weak back, but never a weak mind, Jessica Brown Finley.
1: <laughs> I love that line. So sexy. So good. So good. Just in that last moment he's like, I'm not a gentleman anymore. So good. It is so good.
0: Let's just sit here and say so good for a long time. (laughs) Today we're talking about the 2004 film Wimbledon, starring Paul Bettany and Kirsten Dunst. A film that, from its conception, even at the time, like in 2004 when I was about 14, I was was already like, this is underrated. Totally. It was immediately not
1: rated. Yeah. (laughs) It just kind of... It's a it's a film that every year around this time, yeah. I then realise I need to watch it again, yeah. and try and talk to someone about it. Yeah, and just get sort of confused looks at anyone I try and raise the subject with. In that it's my favourite thing about Wimbledon.
0: Yeah, is the film Wimbledon? Is the it's film Wimbledon?
1: Because
0: <laughs> the thing is, if you're. Um... If you're too sort of not that way inclined to follow a sport, but mm. you love the vibe of a sport, yeah. it can be very um, <laughs> alienating <laughs> because yeah. cause you're like, the thing about women, I love the way it looks when it's on TV. I, mm-hmm. love, I love the sound of it. I love
1: the how attractive everybody is. A hundred percent. I love that. I also know when it comes on, when it's on telly, I know that that summer, now mm. it's, it's almost like official. I know... There are actual official summer times yeah, yeah. of when things start, but for me, it's like okay, now we now we go, now yeah. it's on. Pims, it's fine. Doesn't matter what time it is, like you're all good. Everything's yeah. all bets are off. And the 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 vibe becomes different when Wimbledon starts.
0: Obviously, now we're just talking about Wimbledon, <laughs> the sporting event. But I think it is interesting the effect that it has on people who don't care about the sport. Yeah, it's like like. The thing where you know it's sweltering, but everyone's kind of packed inside a too hot pub. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like got a sheen of sweat on, and there's just like shandies and pims everywhere, and it's like, it's just like the and the vibe in London changes because obviously we're adjacent to that. Mm -hmm. And so like I I do think it's so um, easy to just appreciate Wimbledon on an aesthetic level without having
1: any idea how tennis works. Totally, I think it's very stylish. It's all the green it's everyone getting into like sort of quite relatively preppy clothing mm. regardless of however they dress normally yeah. there's a sort of uniform to it the whites it's all very Yeah, more than any other sport it is a fantasy like
0: they mm-hmm. create a fantasy where i suppose golf is kind of like that as well where it's like they're creating a little fairy tale land where every, everything is sort of genteel and there's mm-hmm. just everything is grass mm-hmm. and everyone wears what and like it does feel like a weird like parallel universe that they create for us or something mm-hmm. and it's this a different thing as well and this movie gets very much to the heart of that unlike a lot of sports movies that are about team sports mm-hmm. like, or, or, or all, all you know most sports are team sports It's sort of like, I find those very hard to concentrate on. I find it very hard, like, when the Euros or the World Cup is on, to get into those things in the same way, in the way that I will sort of get into Wimbledon. Because there's too many stories. There's too many people and there's too many backstories of those people.
1: Yeah, but with tennis,
0: it's just two people. It's like, oh well, she's she's a Russian teenager, and she's been here for twenty years, and she's gonna stop soon. You know, wow, a dynamic. Yeah,
1: totally. I love I love getting into that. I love sort of just momentarily becoming not an expert at all, Mm. but sort of there is a reason to be in the pub, and everyone's staring at the screen, and suddenly you become passionate about a sport. Yeah, because everyone's backing and let's face it we love an underdog and that is that's this film and it's slowly seeing like in this movie and in life like we see sort of something unlikely then become a possibility Mm. and then in sort of the crescendo of all that like finally everyone's there Mm. and they are glued to a screen and it's so exciting this idea that either you win or lose and that's so so (laughs) intense (laughs) and I love it it's so it might hot. be why people like sports. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but like, yeah,
0: the what's, what's interesting is that there are obviously a lot of sports movies, mm. um, but I can't think of any that is about, that is also a love story, but both people are athletes. Like, obviously there's Rocky and you've got Rocky and Adrienne kind of thing, um, but she's obviously not a boxer, you yeah. know? And this thing, the central, like, question of this movie, to me, is, like, well, who matters more? You yeah. know? Because it is the, the sort of, like, central question is that, like, these these two tennis players uh, are meeting. He's on the way down. She's on the way up. Um, this is his last chance to ever win Wimbledon ever. This is her first impression as someone at Wimbledon. And he, like, she, her playing declines when he's around his playing improves mm. and they're kind of there's no like huge fight the huge fight that happens at the end of this movie is he like sneaks into her bedroom when she sort of specifically said like I kind of need my boundaries <laughs> like go away
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like respectfully but like leave me alone I need to focus yeah yeah which is so fair so fine. It's so fine. Really okay. She takes it really well. Yeah. Say. It's only like in, it's in retrospect that she's like, that was a real dick move. Yeah. <laughs> it was such that. a dick move. Such a dick move.
0: And it's, it's the thing where it's like, Roger Ebert said about this movie, Wimbledon is a well-behaved movie about nice people who have good things happen to them.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just nice. It's, it's just so... so- <laughs> insulting to make a film and do all that work and then someone will be like it's just you know nice <laughs> nice people nice things nice things happen like brutal oh my god but it is it's really true and i think it's also it's what i really realized as well on this on the rewatch this year mm-hmm. which i've done every year since 2004 um it's just it really struck me how how different their approaches and how sort of quintessentially that's it's kind of partly intrinsically who they are and where they're from. Mm. So she she has this ability to be really outspoken and bold on the court and doesn't apologize, and I which is sort of f- feels like it's attributed to her being American, but it's also mm. it's I just couldn't think of many films where a female sports person has been portrayed as someone you know she absolutely hates it when she loses Mm. and she you know throws her toys out the pram and he sort of he's sort of been so gallant in the past it's really wrecked certain moments for him Mm. he's been too concerned with being nice and a gentleman that he's not he's forgotten to fight for it and it's kind of the rubbing off of each other they're both going to learn so much about who they need to be as sports people.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's but true. they learn so much. They learn so much in such a short time. I know. <laughs> oh, it's magic. But yeah, magic. That, that thing of like... It is so... It, it's funny because... Um, obviously, if you're having this dynamic where you have uh, one player on, like who's on the verge of retiring and the other who's on the way up, like I think there's like a... Thing, He's between 32, she's clearly in her very early 20s. Mm. And so that could very easily be kind of a yucky dynamic of being like, oh, he's the sort of like older professional. But she is so in the driver's seat from the beginning. Yes, it is not
1: him sort of like vampire-esque, like (laughs) soaking up her youthful energy. And he, he is in awe of her. Yeah. And completely, very quickly loves her. And I think that oh I don't know, watching that dynamic, I she really does drive a lot of that. She's she's there. She's the one She makes saying, all the, the choices in the relationship. Yeah, she does, totally. And that thing, so
0: so let's like track their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um the the their sort of meet cute
1: is mm. very nice. Their meat cute mm. is <clears throat> in real if it were, if it were me, I would yeah. scream I would fall over oh, in yeah. that shower and die yeah it would be sort of a kind of murder mystery. Well, it wouldn't be a mystery because it would be obvious what happened, but <laughs> she just handles it. I watched this film the summer it came out, so I was seventeen, and I watched it <laughs> in my like deeply single state and just thought that is so cool. It's so cool and she's like my twelve twenty one It's like she knows this is her space. No yeah. one else is gonna have this penthouse. Yeah. She calmly like turns off the shower. She's in the shower, he walks in, he's been given the wrong mm. room key. And he's just, you know, it's rabbit sweet.
0: Yeah. First thing he sees is the size of this fucking room. It's yeah. Like, oh, whoever has this room must be fucking powerful and rich. Mm-hmm. And then he just turns his head to the left and she's having this shower and you can see, you can't see much except for the outline of her body. Mm-hmm. And she just looks over sort of impassively and she's like,
1: hello. <laughs> Yeah, can I help you? Yeah, <laughs> so calm and collected, and sort of plays it completely. It was just amazing. I just thought that's that is how I want to be when oh, I'm around t- a boy. Totally. And then when he leaves, she sort of slightly like bites her sort of hand slightly, <laughs> and yeah. I swear in that moment, I there was a sexual awakening for me. Oh. It was like I love you. I'm in love with you, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> I'm in love with Kristen Dunst.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna get back to the sort of my theory on Kristen Dunst later, Perfect. but right Good. now we're gonna track this love yes. story. But this thing of like, it's not, I think it's such like, I I'm, I'm writing a lot of scripts at the moment, uh-huh. and um, obviously you study a lot of other scripts yeah, yeah. in order to see what works. And I think the temptation is to pick something really iconic, like uh, when Harry met Sally or something like that. But generally, those kinds of movies are iconic because they're different kind of thing which means mm-hmm. they're a hard thing to study as a template totally i think wimbledon is the perfect rom-com script in terms of like all the pieces are slotted in in the perfect order exactly as they should be no one's reinventing the wheel it's just a really
1: fucking good wheel it's a really good wheel it's such a good wheel as a ball as a tennis ball yeah it's really good <laughs> it's as good a wheel as a tennis ball <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing happens too early, nothing happens too late. Yeah. You're never will they, won't they, to the point that you're screaming yeah. at the screen. It's perfect. You know, and then you just get to be with them as they discover yeah. it. It's that thing with a good movie where it's like you know
0: somebody's at the wheel at all times, and mm-hmm. like you can you can just be like, mm, I'm not nervous, I'm not nervous. Um, but this thing of like a good meet cute I think it's, people are obsessed with meet cutes, and, and for people who don't know the lingo, <laughs> it's like just the, the the sort of the the interesting sort of incident that makes our two leads um, meet and fall in love. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's often sort of like people bumping into each other and all that kind of stuff. And, like, you can sort of, or they're in a waiting room and he needs help filling out his forms or something, you know. I know,
1: I know the phrase meet cute because of the film The Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> when this is explained. <laughs> <laughs> to kate winslet <laughs> it is it is, yes, it he, is. he just he describes the meat cute
0: yeah me and dolly are always saying that movie ruined our idea of what we thought our relationship with old people would be
1: <laughs> why is it never like that why Where's <laughs> my lovely old gentleman um yeah.
0: but so it's easy to come up with like a crazy situation mm. what's hard is to come up with a situation that is both like quirky and memorable and also says something about the characters mm. it's the thing of like it's so elegantly done where it's like you learn so much about who that woman is it's like first of all that she's an athlete so she has a certain level of like relaxation when it comes to her body mm-hmm. like it's so it's such like an instrument for her and yes. it's like something that it, she runs that she runs the factory like, that is her body totally. you know yeah and so like and it's like someone who's been looked at for a long time and who's mm-hmm. had their body looked at and so therefore isn't
1: that exposed when they're seen naked? A hundred percent. And also when you, it's so, I mean, I guess it matters when you see something. But when I watched this, I was younger than she was. Whereas now I'm older than the character is. But there's something about anyone who has had to go to that level of sportsmanship or effort and athleticism, I'm going to say the wrong, um, Especially as a woman, because you you are just so much more mature than your years. You yeah. have to be. You can't win Wimbledon at sort of 17 or 16 or 17 and get to that level if you're... I mean, obviously there are loads of things about you that will be just as sort of wonderfully ridiculous as everyone else around you who's a teenager. But there is something about it, especially the body thing, this you're so aware of what it can achieve and how it has changed and what it's given you as mm. it's changed, the strength that you get as you become a woman. Mm. So rather than it being this thing that then seemingly betrays you and you stop being a girl and you start being a woman, you suddenly get all this strength. And it's. <gasps> you see, I don't know, there's something in that in sport. And it's really amazing. So someone much, much younger can hold themselves in a way that we only get to Way later in life and I can go. You know what? It's fine, <laughs> but it's. I just. Do, I don't know. I think there's something in that when it's handled in the right way, when oh, sport is good. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. I got real goosebumps there while you were talking. I was really good.
0: <laughs>
1: really like that bit. <laughs> Yay, women in sport! Women in sport. <laughs> um, <laughs> I.
0: I assume you're like me in that. Um. I don't want again. Don't want really watch any sport, but very moved by the concept
1: of women in sport. Totally, I'm so, I'm moved to tears of stuff I do not understand. Yeah, yeah. But I just love that someone does do it, <laughs> and they've done it so well. <laughs> I saw an ad on the train yesterday. I think it was for like it was like
0: some crisps that were sponsoring tennis, right, or something.
1: And it was <laughs> the like... perfect
0: snack. Yeah. The loudest snack. But <laughs> like, it has to be so the quiet. The snack. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> And um, it was like um, three female players on the on the poster. And it said, um, when more of us play, all of us win. Boom. And I cried.
1: That's it. <laughs> on the train. This stuff, That's why I carry tissues. <laughs> <laughs> they really know how to tap
0: in. They do. Just the emotional concept of women playing sports. <laughs> like,
1: Look at us. Like playing us sports. Look at us, girls. Look at us. Me included. <laughs> me included. I own some Lycra. I'm in this with you it's so, so insane, so thick. I know. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm like off uh, I go to buy some crisps, just like athletes. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: why Serena Williams loves her Walkers prawn cocktail. She absolutely loves that. That's how she was. She, that's why she's won that's so many times. That's become who she is. <laughs> um, but the, okay, next we kind of get an, an extension of her power. Then in the next scene that we see her with him, where he's just practicing running drills. and Yes. She just sort of muscles in on his time. And it's just like, starts hitting, they start hitting targets together. And she's
1: so sexy. She's so sexy. Like, he's sexy, obviously. He's like all
0: sinewy and brown, the blonde hair and the blue, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. But uh,
1: the fact that she's completely controlling the situation is so fucking fit. Totally. And like, her dad comes over and he says, she's like, okay, you know, because I think he's her... manager or something kind of like coach manager something like that um always a bad sign um and then (laughs) he sort of says something oh I didn't see you as like a daddy's girl (laughs) so kind of teases her about it but then she just immediately takes that sort of slight dig slight flirt sort of thing and just lobs it and says if you, you know if you hit this one I'll sleep with you yeah I love just she does it she throws it away that line she just throws that line away and then he misses she's like oh too bad you could have used the workout i just that was so so cool that's so cool that's (laughs) how i want to be when i talk to boys every time i'm like use
0: that line (laughs) and what's so great about it is it's that thing of like and she's so kind of She's so like Jack the Lad as well. Like mm-hmm. you can tell from the, her gait, the minute she walks over to him while he's practicing, that she's already made up her mind that she's gonna fuck him. Absolutely, and he's got nothing to do. Eyes with it. on the prize, and yeah. you know
1: he's a wild. He's her wild card. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> just came up with that. That's crazy. No,
0: <laughs> it's it's funny that we're like talking exclusively about her when when this is like uh you know a film from his perspective, right? It like, is. Yeah. I know,
1: and I was thinking again. I was thinking that today. Well, oh, yesterday when I was watching it, I thought it's so it's been cast aside as female centric and therefore mm. sort of or, and or, you know, romantic and therefore not relevant and kind mm. of useless or again yeah. sentimental yeah. garbage. Sure, of course. But <laughs> we're all here. Absolutely. But then but it's also it's it's interesting because it is so much about him and his, his inner thought, his inner thoughts, the kind of radio head going on this Mm. sort of the sportsman that he is, but also the man he is at the point of, you know, kind of meeting himself on the court every day and growing. And then obviously the encounter of her, but I just feel it's, it's a real, you could say he's the lead, but he's, it's such, it's a two hander. That's who's really playing the match is played between the two of them it's kind of they're both hitting things back and forth to each other constantly so. yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> just like and
0: well, it's the thing is it's like i wonder of the reason cuz i was looking at like what else was happening in 2004 mm-hmm. which is always interesting I, I think for some reason for me the 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 couple of years just after 911 of like mm-hmm. what what was being written what was being greenlit what did they decide was like what people wanted to see this year kind yeah. of thing which is so interesting when a huge huge thing happens like that like everything is going to be a fallout in some way or another mm-hmm. um so like this that year sideways won best picture which is the the yeah wine, the wine guys one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it's also the year that like um eternal sunshine came out my god that was the same year that's amazing same year so it's like these kind of real sort of there's a lot of a fucking lot of rom-coms came out this year but there's mm-hmm. this is real sort of like like slight shift to sort of mature rom-coms like i would say that like i mean that there aren't many ways that this is like the film sideways but there's a kind of calmness to it there's like there's n- neither film is trying to pretend and same with eternal sunshine that this is the first time that either of these people have fallen in love you know these are yeah. grown adults Mm-hmm. who are having adult feelings and adult responses to things as opposed to, like, it's not Kate Hudson working at a magazine.
1: You know what no. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and we all love that. But we, well, we love that, too. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, it was in these years as well, like, leading up to maybe, like, 2005 and six. it was the last year of the rom-com, and mm. then it started becoming the comedy, the com-rom, which yes. is heavier yes. on the comedy, with, like, sort of, like, you know, with an essence of romance, whereas these were romantic that had a sort of lightness to them. Yes. And it was, this is still in that era. Which is my favourite era. My favourite era. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's also something, it's very sort of, it's very unifying. We see like in the final sort of, in the final match, we've got America versus the UK. and it. But it's sort of, there's a way that they've found they found a way around it to make it sort of stick together rather than it being a battle. And I just, I dunno, it's, there's something in that a hundred percent because they would have filmed it in 2003. It would have been commissioned in or sort of green lit maybe. Yeah. 2001, 2002. It's sort of, please shower us in softness and warmth and familiarity and love and, you know, relative escapism.
0: Yeah, but in a way that still feels grounded mm-hmm. and and real. And it's nothing
1: too existential. Yeah, not just yeah. although I mean immediately. <laughs> I feel like obviously eternal sunshine is followed as mine is that. But yeah. there's something I don't know. Yeah, there's something in that. There, there's
0: something in the tone of those movies that mm-hmm. have something in common and I'm not sure exactly what it is. I just, I just feel it, you know? Yeah. Um, and also Alfie, so there was definitely like a British invasion thing happening, right? Definitely.
1: This is also only like two years, two two or three years after Bend It like Beckham as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Which was sort of again a huge a breakout small, sleeper hit, right? Yeah, a small film, British film that exploded, yeah. And it's about sport, and it's about women in sport, yeah. And so kind of moving on from that but then like imagine if we did that but made it super romantic
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and you can you can really see the, the formula right and like like I said before it is like it, it is a formulaic movie but the formula's done really well it's like mm-hmm. you could see it's like a working title movie it's big budget like obviously they, they filmed a lot of it at fucking Wimbledon like mm-hmm. they spent money on this film but they're like okay we want Notting Hill because that did well yeah. we want like a very famous girl and the sort of like the, the, the American sort of starlet coming in that mm-hmm. dynamic is great um, and we want that sort of bended like Beckham sort of British sport summertime outdoorsy thing and it mm-hmm. all just comes together yeah. in
1: this like really beautiful way. Yeah and something familiar in his his sort of, ooh, ooh. Yeah, of yeah, the, the kind of like, Hugh yeah, yeah. of it and you know from him clambering up. The side of walls to get into a bedroom it's which very is Hugh invasive and yet yeah. in that moment charming <laughs> which is very confusing <laughs> and sort of all of that and his kind of austere family dynamic yes. in a house that should May as well be Howard's End. I don't know, but it's very, you know.
0: I thought that was so interesting in that, like, this is one of those movies that you watch and you can't believe Richard Curtis had nothing to do with it. And I imagine he was a bit pissed. I bet he was like, what the fuck,
1: guys? There is a point. There is a point when he's being interviewed. I mean, I was about to be like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I imagine everyone listening to this has seen this film. Mm. And if you haven't, stop now and watch it. But um, when he's being interviewed at the end and he's... He's like, I'm here today about love, and he. It's so. It's he so nearly so... says love? Actually, <laughs> he says instead. I forgot to make a note of it. He says love really.
0: Yes, so I'm like yes, hey, that about love is. really. Yes. but I
1: was like, it could be love actually, and then yeah. we could just mel- <laughs> sort of mold them together, <laughs> and then start that movie, and then um, yeah, I don't know. But I just yes, it's shocking he he is not. I his I, his poor prints are all over this film. Yeah, but it, there are. Tiny in some ways, little bits.
0: They're totally. It completely feels like a derivative of Richard Curtis, but in some ways, I feel like it's slightly more advanced than Richard Curtis. Yeah, in in different ways. Like like there's this bit where um in his um opening monologue he says like. A lot of what makes a great tennis player is hunger, real hunger. And as you can see, I've never been hungry. And he's like driving his Porsche up to his parents' like, stately home. And like the thing about Richard Curtis movies is often they they seem to think that everybody in the world just lives this way, and everyone like everyone's fucking amazingly wealthy and lives in Notting Hill, and mm-hmm. their their friends own restaurants and things, and like all that shit. That's normal. But like I I do think this movie seems to
1: acknowledge that it is a tiny world within a bigger world. Yeah, you know, it sort of wears that on its sleeve a bit more. In just even I guess as a sport, tennis is relatively elite. Elite, yeah. yeah. It's not sort of you're not and it being a solo sport and not a team sport, it's less likely that you're just gonna knock around with your mates playing tennis. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the streets just not what you're doing. And so it's the acknowledgement of that and him sort of I don't know, he has this energy that Understand? He, it's almost, he's almost—he's so apologetic. Yeah. But he's like, I know, I get it. Yeah, I'm I, that guy. I have a Porsche. Yes, <laughs> I'm from that world. Yes. Yeah. And I've never really, for all that wealth and privilege and opportunity, I've always sort of fallen at that hurdle. Mm. And there's something really refreshing about that in a film because at least it starts at that point rather than pretending it doesn't really exist. But also, it gives you end up. Backing him anyway, you mm. still want him to succeed, even though he's from that world. Yeah, and, he's not, he feels unlike that somehow, like I, he's never had a place.
0: Yes, yeah, that like privileged, but not quite privileged enough. But like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's even possible. Mm. Um, but this, the thing is, like, for a movie again that is centered around. The, one of the largest sporting events in the world. Mm-hmm. It is a curiously low stakes, which is what makes it a great sort of background movie. It's like, he, he, the worst thing that's going to happen to him is that he's going to be the director of a country club. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: With Celia Imrie just waiting Celia to pounce on him. I know. She can't wait. I mean, you'd be so lucky. I love, love women. I know, I love them. Mm-hmm. Just sort of doing essentially what is <laughs> not Okay. But just sort of in such a charming way. <laughs> Backstrokes. yeah, or back hands or, or whatever. Or shut, up, is. <laughs> shut up, Sylvia! Shut up, Sylvia! Poor Sylvia, she really gets it in this film. She's really She's gets trying it. to have a pims and a good time and maybe an affair. <laughs> the whole thing
0: with his parents is great as well. It's really good, and I don't know if you're a fan of the uh, the classic of A Little Princess. <gasps>
1: Oh my God, she's Miss Minchin! I know, I know, I know. Her hair, her, her hair face. I was so afraid of. I her. was so
0: immediately not on her side. I was like, "Why do I hate this woman?" I was like,
1: "Oh, know, it's Miss like, Minchin." Yeah, absolutely. And then that film when I was growing up was huge. It was. I just. I was obsessed. Mm. And I. Oh my God. She really, really scared me. And I realized, like. I, I don't know if I immediately realized when I was watching it in the cinema age 17, but sort of since, I've mm. obviously looked her up and been like, oh my God, of course. You know, I mean, you know, she was in Help, very cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Beatles, who knew? Um, but yeah, that what? she's in that movie. She was in Help? Yeah. As in the Beatles Oh, Yeah. I, I thought you meant like The Help, which is the not, help, which no is no a magical movie and it's a very um, bad movie. No, I'm talking Help. By the Beatles. That's fucking cool. I'm talking screaming, <laughs> screaming women running after yeah. four sort of Liverpudlians.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. How you felt like you needed to explain the context how of it You were be like,
1: the Beatles were,
0: <laughs> to anyone... <laughs> to anyone who doesn't know at home, um, the Beatles. Um- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but this whole, I, I, re- I think it's so, it almost suffers from being too subtle, this movie. Because there's like... But like, if you're someone who watches a lot, as we are, mm. it really rewards you on um, on repeat watching because you can really see everyone's a full person. Yeah. This thing of like, um, the first thing his mum says is like, "Darling, how are you? You look gaunt.
1: <laughs> you look like gaunt." And he's like, "Thank you. Thank you very much." <laughs> it's it's so rewatchable. Yeah. In all, it's sort of the script is brilliant. Yeah. And it's so detailed. His brother, and how he. James McAvoy in cycling gear for That's two hours. Lovely. Um, who sort of is obviously... So then you start to kind of add up. Okay, so they're it's a kind of sporty family. They've both yeah. been involved to some semi-professional and professional level of sport. They're super into that. He like, he's always toppling off his bike when he's going in to make bets against his brother. But as his brother's doing better, he falls off his bike less. It's like everyone regains their sort of skill and balance. It's really (gasps) wild. (laughs) It's so good, and this thing of like the first thing his
0: family say to him, like, is um, have you sorted our Wimbledon tickets yet? Yeah, kind of thing, and it's like it's such a well observed thing of like any person who has like a famous or notable person in their family. What can you do for us? What, have you done yeah, that thing yeah. yet? It, yeah. to, like even the most loving families, it becomes sort of boring and mm-hmm. like annoying, and being like, oh god, yeah, you back in with this, and, yeah, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> have you done that? Have you sorted my thing out? And mm-hmm. it has um. It has a strangely emotional conclusion. Like there's a bit where when he's doing better, his mom, Mrs. Minchin, says, like, I think I think we can all be a bit more supportive, don't you think? Kind of thing. And, yeah. And, and you're and like more oh, loving she's... of each other. They're more loving. <clears throat> and like they're sort of slowly learning. And um there's a bit that like made me cry. I was re- I mean, I was like, What wasn't bit surprised. made you cry? Okay, so obviously at the end when he's doing really well. Oh, you're studying. To- <laughs> 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 you're doing cry at the notion of me. And the notion crying. of you
1: crying in a film I've cried at.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So it's obviously, it's the end. It's like every, it's like the last match when he's against a horrible American boy. And um, everyone's watching all around the country. And, and like.
1: I know the bit you're going to say. There's actually two bits. Is it the, when the dad leans over and tells her yeah, he's what it. he's just said? Because she couldn't hear. Oh, no. no. Okay, no, bit. no, no, you go. The
0: bit with the dad. I was like, we'll go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was, um uh she he's, he's shouting at the screen and the mum goes, he can't hear you, you know? And he goes, yes, he can. I know.
1: Gone. I was gone. gone. I rewatched watched it again. I watched it last night uh, again and this morning. And I was watching it, I was like, I can't handle this. And what was the bit you cried? um So that bit made me cry um because she's been avoiding listening to it, watching it, engaging yeah. in it. It's like she can't... Get her hopes up again. She can't do it again. Yeah. She's... And they're not speaking to each other, the husband and wife, and they won't. They're kind of, he's in this <laughs> tree house and then there's been this rabbit that's been eating all yeah, her yeah. food and then he's caught the rabbit and, and they kiss and I'm just like, yes. yes, Woo, passionate snog, love it. There's this bit in the last match where he sort of, um, he, he just drops his, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Racket. racket. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really taught me a lot about tennis. He drops his tennis racket and the ball boy, who's
0: (gasps) very, very central
1: to this film, he picks it up and he says, oh, thanks, I'll be needing that. And there's a sort of ripple of laughter throughout the court and people sort of realizing what he said and his dad hears it and sort of she hasn't quite heard why everyone's laughing. And he sort of repeats it back to her, and she just she she laughs and in that way of she's so proud of him oh. and also thinking her face is kind of saying, "Oh, he's always been so funny oh. or like oh how charming and I you know I taught him so well and it's just it's really sweet. They're just like Such this little family moment. unit. And it's a tiny little bit. Yeah. But I find if I'm watching sport events and things like that, when someone wins or when something happens and they run to their people. Yeah, yeah. And like it's their mum or a cousin or a best friend or a partner. Or they're like a baby that they like lift yeah, up. Yeah. I just can't. Handle it. It's the most beautiful thing in the world, and
0: especially with something like because like when you're watching a football game and and they win and you see all the lads hung like like hugging each other. Yeah, and you're like, look at them. They've been through it all together, and that'll make me cry. Mm-hmm. But there's something separate and specific about you watching. You watch someone do this individual pursuit.
1: For yeah, they're the kind of like lonely days. out on this. So place, lonely, out, and we're all watching them alone out yeah. on this sort of yeah <laughs> court, <laughs> like, and then they come running back into their life yeah and they're, it's yeah. really beautiful
0: and it reminds me that, that like it th- doesn't matter how individualistic a sport or any pursuit is there are always these people that are surrounding it whether they're supportive or not whether they're dealing with it or not they're still kind of there and they always will be you totally. know and the okay the other part that made me cry yeah. and I, it really took me by surprise was when the brother the James McAvoy character is watching it with his like loser friends who I love I love his loser friends I love them my passion is chat
1: rooms <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit where he says she says picky like let's take a picture and he says just a pity and it's almost like I mean as in she's like are you he interprets it like are you picky yeah and he's like just a pity like it's a pity I am otherwise you'd be great and she just thinks it's about a photo and I'm like cheeky little clever so clever but again rewatch. But the, so he's, he's sitting with all his yeah, mates. Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, it's it's not the final game, but it's like in the games leading up to the final where he's doing really well and no one can believe it. And uh, maybe the semis. And the friend of his says, like, oh, how does he take the stress? And then James McAvoy, like, sort of himself, just sort of says, how does he take the stress? And it's like, it's the first time he's actually realised how awful and hard and lonely his brother's life is. Mm-hmm. And how he's never really seen it before because he's always been the star brother. But, like... It's like he's revealing the sort of the ocean of melancholy. He's
1: only just seeing it for the first time, and that yeah. really got me. Really got me. It gets me as well that they the whole sort of dynamic of the family has been so distant and disconnected. Yeah, and he sort of—it's <laughs> the dream of any child. Yeah. <laughs> he manages to restore his parents' marriage back to happiness, and you're like, only I could sp- play this sport beautifully. It's like it's just a really beautiful moment. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying, in solo sport, even if it's one person, there's so many people behind you, or just even on You've like. A behind, mind, around, you Around, <laughs> and just like when you were little, like driving you to yeah. events or just sort of dropping you off at places, and it's big, it's massive. I love it. This is another,
0: this part also made me well up, and it's like less subtle.
1: <laughs> it was
0: definitely put there to make me well up, and mm-hmm. therefore is worth less, but still. It, it Triggered response Um, yeah. When the concierge At the hotel says oh, mm-hmm. We would just be So happy If <laughs> you know, says, like, yeah, Something really basic Like he's so happy If you won Or he's so happy So yeah. proud We would be so proud
1: Yeah When the doors When the lift doors open yeah. And everyone is there Clapping him Yeah And And then he says At the end He's like and I don't even like <laughs> tennis But that's it That's what <laughs> That's why it's so moving because it's like the mm-hmm.
0: thing of like, cause it's, it's a funny joke of like, he's delivers incredibly sincere message to yeah. this man and like, then he's like, I don't even like, I don't know what's come over me because that's what happens. It comes over you and like these things that you thought you didn't care about can just like unite masses of people who have nothing in common together and that's so beautiful. So beautiful. I love sport in
1: theory. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's so many moments of that though like this especially because he's the underdog so he's a wild card at Wimbledon Mm. and he goes in to the dressing room for the first time at the beginning and it's the dressing rooms are full and there's so many people and he's seeing the kit guy who gives everyone towels and Mm. their key and he obviously knows him he says later on in the film it's his 13th Wimbledon yeah um and you know he's familiar with the kind of backstage of it all which yes. i also was like fascinated by it's sort of like the world feels very big it feels very
0: like natural and real the way he yeah. occupies that world it's like it's like a second home to him kind of yeah thing.
1: there's you know there's a canteen there's a sort of yeah. little you know you can nip in and out of watching other people's matches which i'm sure you can completely do if you're yeah playing in wimbledon yeah yeah um and he's sort of like he's there and then by the end He's the only one left in that dressing room. Yeah. No other people are there. There are no other matches on that day. There's no one left. And it's the final. Because it's the final, and he's offered to go into the number one dressing room. Yeah. And he says, "No, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really happy. I'm happy here." And he says, "Yeah, I told them you'd say that." Oh. And I just love. He sort of s- starts to be very seen at the yeah. beginning. Like slowly, he does an interview um post-match yeah and he's trying to announce that he's retiring this really big deal for him yeah. that he's retiring the combination from- of his entire life's work yeah he's going to retire at 31 mm. which on the rewatch I was like, my yeah. god this is huge but obviously like most sports people do like that's mm. you're done and no one will listen to him and then by the end he's right in the center and he that sort of place for him he's kind of very uncomfortable and she is someone who makes him own that space mm. because she. Yeah. 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 It's let's magic. Talk, let's talk about Kristen Dunst again. Yes. Because <laughs> their first date is super cute. All the dates
0: are cute. Very cute. It's the thing as well of like, I think Roger Ebert pointed out in the review of being like, it's so refreshing to have a rom com where the the two people actually have stuff to talk about. Like, it's not just like, no, you're cute. No, you're cute. It's like they have a, the whole profession they share. And like, yeah. you can... T- like, it feels... They feel like tennis players talking to each other. You know, it feels very real. And um, like, the whole thing of them, like, it's the only film that makes exercising with your partner look fun. I know.
1: <laughs> and when I see it in real life, I'm like, go away. Go away. <laughs> do that on that in your own time. But they look... I mean, yeah. Her outfit that she goes running with him. Oh, his, he's in, like wearing his like big in, jersey and Converse. Yes, running in, in Converse. Can you yeah, imagine? Yeah, running in Converse. In giant Converse. She's going to have blisters. She's not going to be able to play the next yeah. day. But, you know, somehow she gets through it. <laughs> Super cute. The soundtrack also I was obsessed with. It's such a naughty soundtrack. It's such a naughty soundtrack. David Grey. David Grey. David Grey. If you don't cry to David Grey, you're dead inside. What song is it again? It's not Babylon. This year's love. Oh yeah. I think, is it called it's that? This is year's love. Like, oh my god, it's heartbreaking. Gosh. And also the shooting star. Yes, the comet. The comet. The comet that it's appears a bit in this film, that bit. It's it's sort of it's like. Uh, <laughs> I was saying it today to my husband. I said I was like, and it's only got two weeks and it's going to disappear. <laughs> He's Symbolism. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me and just said. Yeah, I've got that bit. <laughs> Just sort of, I know you're obsessed with this film, yeah. and I know that there are many, many layers of complexity to it that you're very obsessed with. But the shooting star significance is—I <laughs> don't need really to that. that. <laughs> like, I am a grown human being who can function on their own. I do understand. I actually can read. <laughs> yeah, it was really. I was like, okay, don't worry.
0: <laughs> this is this is funny actually because um I was um. Trying to get my boyfriend to watch this last night, and he would not be convinced. Um, (laughs) She disappeared upstairs, wave longs. But uh, they, I kind of imagine. You know, you you said earlier on that very good point about how this was just before rom coms became com roms. Uh huh. It's like before Judd Apatow sort of like ruled over the entire um, output, which I I like a lot of Judd Apatow movies. I'm not saying they're a bad thing. I just I wish that this kind of movie had been allowed to carry on you yes. know in a dignified yeah, I think fashion there's space
1: for both but
0: this thing of like you could tell that this sort of movie was created to fulfill the brief of we want a date movie not just a movie that women watch together but women the movie that men and women will watch together yes so the thing of like it is a robust sports movie with good tennis matches excitingly shot tennis matches yeah and like, real sports stakes and also a totally convincing love story
1: and I think we're two incredibly hot human
0: beings. Yes. And very charismatic. And like they're you're just like unbelievable <laughs> and good. And um you could I think probably why it failed um was because it needed to lean harder in one other other direction. Like I'm glad it didn't, because I love the film that it is. Yeah. But it's like it's almost like not romantic enough to be like a classic romance movie of the genre that like girls will watch at sleepovers for the rest of time. Uh-huh. And it's not enough of a sports movie to be something a man will actually watch with his girlfriend and be happy about, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, Because
1: I think it's... When I've been watching it in the past, it's a film that quite often a partner will sort of of look in on and be like, oh, oh, okay, Mm. you're watching that film. And then sort of slowly sort of halfway through, yeah. they start to just kind of linger around a little bit. You know, one of the, a stander. I, I the stand oh my God, film. you're doing the, And then by the thing. end. Yes. And then by the end, they're going, God, you know, this is really well shot. And you're like, I know. And then they're sort of in it. But it's, it's, it's one of those. So I imagine, just to your point there, like, it's quite hard to get, yeah, the standards. Oh around. my god! And
0: like through like, the door of Jessie's a cinema, just putting her hands on her hips, and it just triggered me into like every fight I've ever had with Gavin, where he just like he's about to go to the gym, and he'll just stand in front of the TV with his arms, with his hands on his hips, yeah, squinting at the TV because he has glasses on. I'm like, what is this? In? What, is what,
1: what is this? What is this?
0: In? And I'm like, what's either what's stay it? or go. Don't make me feel uncomfortable. Like my girly movie is not enough for you. Like <laughs> totally,
1: yeah, a hundred percent. But it's that. It's got that to it. So I imagine that would have been the reason why you'd have to convince someone to come with you to watch it. Mm. I watched it solo in a cinema. It was my first ever solo cinema trip. Oh. <laughs> I why? My... Well, I think because...
0: Why did I watch it on my own? Yeah, like, why? why... Oh. I was like, this is the movie. I need to go see this. It doesn't matter who's coming with me.
1: I think, okay, so at that point in my life, I left school... I was away, I was. I did ballet at the time, so mm. I was like studying away, and I really, really wanted to watch this film. I think it came out in like September or something. Mm. And it was really, really early on in this term, and I just hadn't made any friends. Oh. <laughs> and I just really wanted to watch this movie. And so I went one weekend when we were allowed out. <laughs> Loud out like Aww. sort of like a cat <laughs> scraping at a door let me out um, and I went on my own to the cinema and it was a, a discovery that I it's one of my favorite things in the world to do mm. is to go and watch movies on my own in the cinema so I will take in snacks and wine and just my own bag of sort of deliciousness and I get to watch any film I want and instead of feeling instead of feeling like slightly embarrassed sometimes about like Mm. yes this is what i've chosen to pay Mm. to see and what i want to watch i just get to completely adore something i want to see and that's what i got in this film for the first time and i remember leaving and being like i need to tell everyone i know about this movie
0: oh (laughs) that is the thing of seeing a movie alone because like Yeah, I do it a bit, but probably not as much as you do in that, like, I'm always like, oh, I want to have a movie I can talk about, go for a drink with somebody afterwards and have a chat about it kind of thing. And then that thing of just like, oh, I guess I'll go home kind of thing. (laughs) Always feel a bit lonely. But the thing is, every movie I've ever seen alone, I remember every scene of because
1: I'm not distracted thinking what the other person thinks of it. Totally. Yeah. I've been like, have I wasted their afternoon? Yeah. Or are they going to kiss me? I don't know. (laughs) And it's sort of all that kind of um, tension and things like, this is a movie that I, I felt like that with. And I... I don't know. There's something in the lead, up, the slow build of their relationship that felt, it feels so safe. Yes. There's something really safe about it. It's the structure. That's what you were yeah. saying. It's perfectly, perfectly structured. It is. There's no moment when you're thinking, what have I, what yeah. am I watching? Yeah. you just like, I know what I'm watching and I love it. <laughs> and, and also like... The, even the
0: sort of quote unquote villains are, with the exception of the horrible American tennis player who's like a fairly mustache twirling bad, bad boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> that headband the is horrible. Headba- the headband of a villain. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't get a headband like that if you're a goodie. They don't let you go on the screen like that. <laughs> but even like um, the sort of like, you know, uh,
0: antagonistic characters like Jon Favreau as a sports agent and Sam Neill as her father. They're like, they sometimes behave in ways that you don't want them to because they go against the, our two favorites getting together and being mm-hmm. happy. But they're all behaving in ways that are very reasonable for who they are. Yeah. Like, like the Sam character, like the dad just being like, she needs to focus. This is like one of the greatest, biggest moments of her career. And like, you can't be a distraction. And like, just totally. w- literally wait 10 days. <laughs>
1: just chill. Just chill. when they run away after the Slazenger. Slazenger. That's oh, a yes. hard word to say. It is. Change party. Change it, Because <laughs> they're at this party and they sort of pretend that they don't really know each other. That is uh, such
0: a fucking hot scene.
1: So hot. And then the agent goes away and he slips away and then they come in. She's like, how are you? Oh yeah, no, I'm good. And it's just yeah. really sweet. He's like, you look gorgeous. And it's just, it's so nice. And then there's some action in the millennium. Is it the millennium wheel? Is that what it's called? Don't deny JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpowercom awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Millennium <laughs> Wheel. <laughs> say what you see, Jess. Say what you see. <laughs> um it's the london eye and they're jumping into the car and she's just like i've never had anyone fight for my honor before yeah i really liked it i love that line as well because it's it's sort of she's going i didn't need you to do that maybe mm. but i it was also it was hot and yeah <laughs> despite all the things i know i just want to kiss you right now mm. <laughs> just like the i love it Sorry. <laughs>
0: Just it's so, keep I hadn't it. I haven't even realized that that was a fantasy until I watched that scene. The scene of like obviously every woman has the fantasy of of like the very toxic fantasy of <laughs> really? their boyfriend punching out some some arsehole who's like been mean to them, disrespectful to them.
1: Yeah, in real life that would terrify me and I'd be raging Yeah, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?"
0: I'd be running away. <laughs> it is that scene it like in Bridget Jones where she goes up to uh Darcy after she's like, You're supposed to be nice, and normal. <laughs> But yeah, obviously, that everyone everyone on some level wants uh-huh. that to happen for them, and that's not a problem. I'm <laughs> I'm not here to shame anyone for that. But the scene before it's like they're being introduced by the John Favreau character, and uh, and that thing of like they're smiling at each other and they're doing this really perfunctory chat of like, oh yeah, Lizzie, I hear your um yeah high hopes for you, and, and like, she yeah,
1: always yeah. calls him Peter Peter Colt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it.
0: Peter, but it's pizza that cold. thing of like, they're saying this very perfunctory dialogue, but they're smiling because they've shagged.
1: Yes! <laughs> they've shagged and then it had fish and
0: chips afterwards. When he brings over the fish and chips and she's like, I'm not hungry.
1: I know. She's not hungry. She takes the little like, because it's just after like the first montage and he's yeah. been getting, again, amazing. There's like a montage of someone nervously getting ready for a date and it's yeah. the guy. It's the guy. And he's trying on all the different underwear. We see quite a lot of his dick in that. Do we? we? No, we, like, we see a sh- good shape of it. Good sh- good shape. It looks good shape. nice. Yeah, it looks lovely. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Love 15. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what that means, but it's... <laughs> I know, it sounded It's naughty. tennis related. <laughs> and then he's, like, slipping his jeans on, and you realise he's going commando. commando. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a sort of mutual agreement of... I know what's happening. We yeah. both know what's happening. But she just leads it so brilliantly in a sort of dress that should be frumpy, but it just works. Yeah. It's a floaty floral print. It's very chic. And she just puts these <laughs> fish and chips aside. And then sort of later on, they're just kind of looking out yeah. on her balcony. Um, and she I think she calls him in again. Yeah. And he says something like. Great, like round two or yeah, something, yeah. but it's just so—it's just very sexy. It's very
0: sexy, and it's also—it's like a believable way that you know that, like tennis players who are on tour together, they do fucking act like
1: you know what Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely, like it's like
0: a very—the fact that they've had sex isn't the crux of their romance. It's like they could very easily just fucking and go, and they make a really good joke about it as well. Where they're like, oh, you know, life on the tour, another another city, another girl. And then he goes, oh, yeah, Leslie. <laughs> She's like, who's
1: Leslie? <laughs> and it's so cute and flirty because they both get it. They've both been in that world. Yeah. But this is something different. I think it's that date that they go on, which I feel when I was younger, I thought the Born restaurant... No, the one yeah. in the oh, restaurant. Sushi before. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god, that's amazing. Imagine your food going round on a little thing. <laughs> I and thought I that was amazing. It. I mean, you watched it, I was like, Is that yo? Sh- like a Yo sushi? <laughs> it literally
0: it looked like the Yo sushi on the south bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's where they are
1: <laughs> And then realizing was sushi. I know. It's like you could be anywhere right now. Yeah. Also a beautiful sort of lack of there are moments when we see them sort of like chased by paparazzi, mm. but realistically it would be carnage. Yeah. And yet they're sort of walking through. I mean, you know, it's a really good date when you just keep walking all the oh, way home and the shoes so are true. off and suddenly she's sort of really dinky and tiny and but she's still so powerful. Yeah. he He's looking at her with such in such awe. She's so strong and the way that she's in the, on the date she says i remember your match yeah. uh, the first time or oh, first time i saw you and you did this and i thought you were such and then he's waiting for this compliment mm. of being like a gentleman like i was so nice to the the kid or something yeah, yeah. she's like i thought you were such an ass for <laughs> losing like that when you were playing so beautifully She's like, what?
0: Yeah, what? yeah. Why did
1: you do that to yourself? That's mad. And I think, obviously, slowly by the end, like she's sort of taken some of that heart and realized that you can love and win. Yeah. yeah. And he's sort of learned so much about sort of you can win and still be a good guy. Yeah, and it's just like but the beginning of that and that's where like the David Gray song song comes in and they're just <laughs> l- l- slowly like walking and then it comes in again in Brighton and this whole thing they just really connect to each other and it is it's more than just two very athletically talented people hooking up on tour yeah and I think it baffles both of them in different ways
0: yes it does yeah <laughs> it's so good which is like what, what brings me back to the thing of like it, it it's a rom com, but it feels mature. It feels like it's like not trying to trick you into this puritanical idea. It's like the first time she's ever seen a dick, you know. What I mean? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about Kristen Dunst, The Figure, because like this is actually the second Kristen Dunst movie I have watched in a week. I'm doing um another podcast where she sort of features, um and uh, it's like over the years, particularly in the last couple of years, I've noticed this enormous love that has grown for her. Like, I think people have always liked her. Yeah. But, like, online you see a lot of, like, oh, fucking Kirsten Dunn's Queen of the World kind of thing.
1: Yes. And I'm wondering, where do you think that's come from so suddenly? It's so weird because I think when she was, when she first sort of was on the scene, she was a sort of prodigy of a child actor. Incredible. Like, her work in... The interview with Winona, yes, and then the Winona Rider, um, um, Little Women, yes, is she's so good in that film, the way she burns her Joe's manuscript with so much hate. I hate you, Joe March, (laughs) and she's she's so brilliant in that, and Jumanji and all that kind of like slowly coming up into the world, and then and then she was in a series of kind of rom coms or like Mm -hmm. teen kind of teen movies but they were always better than that yeah. they weren't just these even like Get Over
0: these, It I think is very good yeah and least Bring 20%. It On yeah. another sports movie yeah and <laughs> definitely not an upcoming episode I would think but yeah like yeah. so good
1: and just like so I don't know there's she has has always had this sort of real like attack energy in mm. her roles this sort of like fearlessness I've being obsessed is like such a horrible word sometimes because it sounds so creepy but just so in awe of her for yes. so so long I always thought she was beautifully oddly gorgeous yes and sexy and she and she is oddly gorgeous yeah like, she's
0: not Reese Witherspoon who has this like you know, you know very like a doll's face do you know what I mean like yeah even, and as Kristen Nunn's got older like she has like Sort of like a quite strong feature, a strong jaw. Like she's like, there's almost something a little bit like beautifully masculine about her face.
1: I just love, and it's, there's always been, she's able to be so raw. Yeah. So brilliantly. Like Marie Antoinette was a movie that oh, I watched when I movie. came, I got to uni. I think I watched it in the first, maybe again, like few weeks of having moved to London. And I immediately bought loads of velvet ribbon and started tying it around my around my neck oh. and my hair um again hadn't met many friends yet <laughs> there's a running running thing like um and i just there's something in the 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 films that she chose to do mm. and the way that she's done it she's never sort of i always feel like she's never sold out she's yeah. always gone her own there's, way there's a real i don't know anything her. about her yeah yeah really and she's sort of constantly curious and not afraid to say things about what it's like to have worked for a very long time and what it's like to be a woman and mental health and things like that and i i think rom-coms as well are so hard to do Mm. i found a clip of paul bettany talking about wimbledon and he said it's so so hard to be that charming and sort of soft and kind of like constantly through a film and mm. make it feel believable. But she can do it eff- yeah. effortlessly. Um, it's magic. They, she's got something about her. It's really something. And it's almost like now she's, now we've accepted that she's a grown up, mm. we can respect her work. Yeah. Whereas when she was younger and that talented, it's like the world had to sort of somehow keep her as well. She maybe only does those films because her and Sophia, couple of get on really well, mm. or you know, I don't know. Maybe no, I think you know I know that thing. No, I I've know just...
0: exactly. It it does. It, it really feels in the last couple of years, and maybe this is just the the social channels and the algorithms that are. I feel like every other day I'm seeing another person be like, "How about fucking Kirsten Dunst though? What a legend." <laughs> and it's so it's so brilliant because i feel like you, you, it's exactly as you said it feels like she's accumulated this body of work that is so um um it touches sort of millennials and um and our sort of timeline on so many very emotional levels like it's little women and interview with a vampire it's like bring it on and get over it and all those teen movies uh-huh. and then like it's and it's that kind of thing of like as she was getting intellectually curious so were we and totally. she started doing marie antoinette and melancholia and like all yes. these like real risks But, and like, also simultaneously, like,
1: having a lot of boyfriends. (laughs) Which I love, I love that she's just someone who's always had a lot of boyfriends. Also, oh my God, I've completely forgotten until this moment, but Spider-Man. I I, I don't really give a fuck about that, but like, yeah, of course. But like, there was this moment, but like, the 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 peeling, the upside down kiss, the peeling off of that mask, the kiss, and then her peeling it back up, Yeah. and this sort of, in the rain, I was gone.
0: I think it's this thing where, like, we feel really reassured by her as a generation. Yes. Because she's never let us down.
1: She's never let us down. She's never done she's something still weird. She's freaking cool. She doesn't say stupid shit. No, and she's kind of... She's just doing it and, and picking things that are really odd and curious and not sort of getting caught up in just all the things that you can so easily get caught up in the minute you're not sort of 18 anymore mm. and you work on screen or you're known publicly. And she's not sort of on every red carpet. Yeah. And yet the ones she's been on have been iconic. And sort of, I don't know, I've always look to her for that. It's kind of like all American, but also not at the same time. There's something... There's something a little bit kind of European about it. Yes, or yes. I don't care about star signs at all, except <laughs> when... I say that all the time, and yet I, I except... look into them
0: all the time. I, I don't care at all, except when uh, a celebrity I like is the same star sign as me. <gasps> Which is? She's a Taurus. Ah. And I feel like it makes total sense.
1: <laughs> You're like, come on, she's of one of the, like she's we're like, the same. But I feel she's very steady, very rooted to the earth. You know? Yeah, I feel that earthiness. <laughs> I do. I think it's amazing. <laughs> so why she we... plays such good tennis? Also, in this film, she trained for eight months. Yeah. To sort of get to because she wanted it to feel and look realistic, and I think. I don't know, especially the time like tennis players like and how people train yeah. and the way athletes look changes all the time. But like they hard. did a As really who's doing good jobs
0: right now. It's hard, like it's oh fucking
1: hard to even look like you can play tennis. When I was growing up at school, um, <laughs> like obviously like P PE, PE always had kind of different sports on rotation. I remember one summer it was time to learn tennis mm. and we just lay on the tennis on like it wasn't a tennis court it was just it was the football it was the cage where you could play football yeah and they put temporary things up and we just lay down and sunbathed and watch boys mm. um so, <laughs> it was lovely but i learned nothing yeah but tennis i've always it's just looks it's so hard it's so hard yeah to even return a serve Insane. I know. I know. Every time I do it, I'm like,
0: who's this? <laughs> who's she? <laughs> um, all right, is there anything else we want to say? Oh, here's the thing I want to say. I feel like one of the very few flaws about this film mm-hmm. is that there are a few what I feel like are deleted scenes or scenes that they one of them is um and like I love the whole subplot with his his best friend who is Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones.
1: I didn't realise that was him until today yeah and it blew my mind because somewhere in my brain i thought he'd had this he was in this film mm-hmm. which you know and he had he was really great and then his he his career just <laughs> disintegrated and it's like no it didn't no it didn't his <laughs> career is huge <laughs> i just had never put the two together I think I just, like, I'm so sort of protective of this movie. It's almost like they yes. everyone only exists within this film. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: true. And uh, you're the. I feel like, okay, so, so that's, that's that's the one of scenes is that they're, they're all building up to, like, oh, you're going to have to go against your best friend yes. on the court. And they never show it.
1: Yeah, they don't they show it. They just skip straight to, like, well, you won. He just kind of gets hit because he knows his friend's got, like, a bad elbow. Yeah, yeah. Which I take it is tennis elbow. I don't know, <laughs> but like it. And yeah. then he gets like smacked in the chest by this tennis ball, and then that's it. And they're kind of yeah talking to each other post match in a steam room. In a steam room, being
0: like, "Oh, don't worry, I still love you. Okay, love you." Kind of thing. But <laughs> the I think- most unrealistic thing to ever happen. That, that, but I loved it. That's definitely something that like obviously they shot it a bunch of times and it just didn't look right or whatever, and yeah. they just got rid of it. And the other thing around that character, that I think I think there was probably more gay stuff in this movie in the original cut. Do you think? I couldn't figure... So, so there's um the two lesbian characters that we see really briefly.
1: Yes. But I love that. I know, I love that. She's like, this is my partner. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, again, in that environment of this is sport, this is... Yeah. yeah. We all know each other. And this beautiful openness, which again, just just very just, casual yeah, and i and loved that not, yeah just, 2004 just, well done a very yeah it's just
0: like a <laughs> loving nod it's like it's nothing it, it, there's no joke there's no thing of like oh of course she's a lesbian it's like here's just these two women having lunches my partner hello you know kind of yeah. thing um but also there's a few nods to that, that i think that the jamie lannister character is also gay <laughs> but i think they've cut around it like they decided in post that like maybe not because there's maybe. maybe here's my evidence okay um there's the scene where at the very beginning where he says he's going to go on a date with like an Irish heiress or something. Right. But the way the scene is played is like they're kind of looking at each other and being like, okay, all right, of course you are,
1: kind of Yeah, thing. because doesn't he say like, oh, you know, he says, does she have a sister? And he says, oh, alas, an only child or something.
0: Something like that. But it feels a bit like we both know this isn't a real date.
1: Ah. That's how
0: I... I only read it after I saw his other evidence where he he was saying like oh what's his weakness is like oh uh men in leather shorts.
1: Yes. And yeah because he was like Wagner and like yeah, yeah. yeah and when they're walking down the street and he's trying Paul Bettany's trying to call to get hold of Kiss and Dunst. Yeah. And she and sorry and he like like he doesn't have reception or something yeah, yeah. and he ends up getting her dad or something like that. But he he goes oh one second and just sort of Runs over to a shop window uh-huh. to sort of look in the shop window, and I—I I don't know. What Paul Bettany does, or no, the best friend. Oh right. So it's Is like that a little bit of a little bit of a. Hmm. I don't know. I mean,
0: I don't. You know. Yeah, I think there's something in it. Maybe. And there's also, there's jokes about sausages, which oh, could be a German right. thing, but it could also be a German yeah. and gay thing. <laughs> so oh, I'm I very wish they had, curious. Like,
1: can't I could be I could be
0: wrong. It could all just be the letter thing, could be could be like some weird German joke I don't get either. But like, yeah. If if the writers of the screenplay would like to get in touch, I promise I won't tell anyone. But if you intended that character to be gay, I'd like to know.
1: Yes. <laughs> but then yeah. I
0: Googled it, and a very healthy fan fiction contingent <gasps> based on that idea exists. <laughs>
1: That's incredible. So other people have
0: got to this conclusion before me.
1: Okay, amazing. I've literally I've never thought about it ever. But perfect i think it's the one it's the missing piece it's the missing piece that's it um and maybe
0: yeah because like there are out female tennis players but very few out male players yeah maybe there was originally a subplot about that because it does feel like this movie's missing a subplot you know yes yeah um all right that was my (laughs) last thing i wanted to say about this movie what's
1: yours (laughs) oh my word (laughs) um what is the last thing i want to say about this movie well i guess one of the things i was thinking when i w- when i watched it uh again is that there's a moment where they're like in bed and then he's made breakfast and she's like oh no wonder the i think she she does say english i guess yeah she's like oh no wonder the english never win wimbledon yeah because he's got this like huge fry up and yeah, stuff yeah. um and it's mentioned a couple of times and he plays against Tim who oh Tom yeah. who's obviously Tim mm-hmm. and remembering that at this time it would have been Hem and Hill not Murray Mount Look, oh. and it was all pre someone british i mean scottish <laughs> yay um but winning wimbledon yeah. and it's sort of being this kind of also the film and i feel like again one of the reasons it was kind of slightly shunted away was that it was just too fantastical okay fine he's a wild card which mm. is more fantastical but that yes, someone could just that a Brit could come in and win yeah a sort of a brutal sport that is about winning or losing. And the only way you win is winning every single match and consistently winning. And not just like in one sort of, for one run, but Mm. consistently for years and years. And you win, 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 win every time. And you don't get too polite and you don't get caught up in your head and you achieve that. And it was kind of dismissed as like, okay, you know, we all love a love story, but that one's ridiculous. And now <laughs> wow. it's like, it's real. It's real. It yes, happened in 2013. Yes, I remember it so clearly. I I mean, we all vividly, do, right? Like, come on. I vividly remember watching it. It was, I actually watched it in Scotland. And oh in the my very God. Hu- which was amazing. Are you out um, Scottish or something? Yeah, my, on my dad's side. Oh, right, okay. But I was up there um, for other reasons. And I just was, I remember I was sitting in a back garden, and right at the moment he was gonna serve the very last yep. match thing, match thing. Jesus, match thing. <laughs> um, um, I was <laughs> this um wonderful woman, uh, old lady. She got up to go to the loo, and it was like, you're what? It's about like Scottish history is about to be made, Aww. and she's like, I'm just gonna go to the loo, and it's just being. It was so so sweet I'll never forget like because everyone was gripped it was so exciting that this was really going to happen and she was like yeah I'm interested but it's never like it's not going to happen even in this like in that in those last throws of thinking I'm not really missing anything but then something really amazing did happen and it was in that year like that was 2013 2012 had been so unifying because of sports yeah in in the olympics and like london for like the last time felt like this beautiful melting love box Mm. of sort of optimism and it still felt really joyful and open and soft and kind and i don't know there's something in that and this film has that but was doing it a really long like way way before any of that stuff happened and it was kind of dismissed as unrealistic and and I think the way sport as well has gone is that you can you can stand for good things and win. Mm. You can be kind and, so like back in the day, like, you know, footballers, when I was at school and we'd like stop to watch a sort of quarter final or something at school on a projector, all those footballers that were just like doing just ridiculous things, they didn't stand for much good. Now that's really changed. And sport in general has sort of stepped into the space of representing and meaning more than just, yeah. like, wealth and glitz and glamour. It's it's about something else. And, like, there's an essence I mean, that, of that in this film. That was
0: so much a part of the last World Cup, right? It was totally. Like, I remember even people who didn't care became so much about the boys because uh-huh. those players became like represented, they were so responsible with the power that they had. And it really felt like they knew that the country was looking at them. And it was just... That for me, I actually had, um, I had a horrible time around 2012, 2013 um, for various reasons. But like, uh, I remember feeling like London's whole vibe was against me at that time. But then when the World Cup came around <laughs> in twenty, just before COVID, yeah. that whole time, that, that, 2018. To me, that to me was the soft bubble of time. Yeah. I remember it was like the semi. It was very hot as well. So, it was the amazing heat wave. Yeah, yeah. The, and it was like the semis, but it was the semis were on the same day as Pride. And I remember I was in Borough watching it on some sort of roof bar or whatever and uh-huh. like Pride and the match had kind of collided and everyone mixed in together. So it was yeah. just like rainbows in England shirts and it was so gorgeous. And everyone was <laughs>
1: having a party in the street. Yeah, the first and last time an England shirt has ever been like, oh, that's so nice. I know. Rather than like, ah, <laughs> oh, run away. Yeah, there's something about that. And I think, I don't know, this. this film always makes me feel warm and fuzzy about... A city that sometimes is really brutal and insanely expensive yeah. and really lonely. It makes it makes me feel like it's warm. Just like the weather's yeah. always really good in the show. Apart from obviously there's a bit with the rain. Um, yeah, and the, the way the rain <laughs> is done, is
0: feel, it feels so British summertime, all of it. Well, there's know? like,
1: literally, there's a shot of this sort of bunch of strawberries in a glass yeah, kind yeah. of jar. Like getting sort of rained it's a beautiful on. beautiful shot. It's really beautiful. The whole thing has done so well and like... And him sort of like sliding across the lawn and this sort of, you know, he's an underdog and you really think he's going to choke. And mm. he doesn't. And a lot of that is because this incredible woman is like, you've you need to like fight and stop apologizing all the time. Yeah. And go and do it. And he does say this thing right at the end where, um, he says, I love you, or or some something. And he's like She's like, I'm not going anywhere. And then he just says, oh God, Jess, don't cry. That's ridiculous. No, please cry. Um, <laughs> crying aloud. And crying he encouraged. Just, he just says, he says, no, you're going, you're, and she says, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. He says, no, you're going very, very far. And it's like he, and the end of the movie is about, it's kind of like oh. this shot on him and his life oh. in New York. And he's like, she won. Twice the american open and wimbledon twice and i know that there's like like the critics out there would be like well why isn't it just about her but it's this beautiful film about sort of someone's someone sort of softening and another person realizing their inner strength and like when when a unity between two when a sort of when two people, the right two people find each other, whether you're like a great sportsman and you could win Wimbledon, or if you're just milling around, doing your own thing, eating crisps, feeling like an athlete yeah. <laughs> on the tube, you're, <laughs> there's something in that that you, you can find the right balance that gives you all of that all at once and makes you feel like you're learning all the time off someone. And I, that's such a healthy, beautiful way to sort of tell a story of love that when i watched this sort of (laughs) pre-boyfriend or anything i was like that looks i'd like that that would be great someone going i want to see you fly i want to see you go and like smash it and that would be amazing that would make me really happy and i don't know before it was fashionable to say that like in films and movies and it's so beautiful I love it. <laughs> You're going very far indeed. And I just. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wimbledon. What oh, have you done Wimbledon. to us?
0: <laughs> I'm so glad because, like, I love this movie and. I've always I've always liked it a lot, but I've never like I've, it's not been a yearly watch the way it has been for you. And I feel like <laughs> you've really put into words all these things that I felt, but not really had quite
1: put together yet. And you clearly have been like writing a thesis on this for some time. <laughs> <laughs> What's mad is I watch it every year, and I watched it again this year, realizing I had not watched any Wimbledon. Yeah, and I now will. I'm gonna spend this week in the final week of it, just watching it. I'm going to try and go this week. Like, oh so, my God. So if the sports That's PR so hears
0: this episode, yes, please I've never reach been out. to Wimbledon.
1: Oh, if we can get tickets,
0: do you want to come?
1: Yay! <laughs> I love strawberries oh. and sport. And togetherness. <laughs> togetherness. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I can. This is going to be one of those episodes of the podcast that when I'm uh, trying to get other guests, I'll be like, listen to this one. This is a good representation <laughs> of what we're all about. Just like... Early naughties films where, where that were largely overlooked that we cry at twice. So good, so so good. Oh my god, Jesse, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you so much. This it's is heaven, total heaven. Um, is there anything that you're coming out with that we should know about? Or
1: I should probably do some of that. What am I doing? I don't there are two things coming out but I don't know when they're coming out okay <laughs> very much the so, actor's life very very much the actor's life but yes yeah, well, bits and bobs have been up to recently which is really cool oh. so yeah hopefully in the later on in 2022 <laughs> alright Jessie, thank you so much amazing thank you
0: this has been Sentimental Garbage and I've been Caroline O'Donohue. The podcast was produced and edited by me with mix and music by Harry Harris and artwork by Gavin Day. If you'd like to email me about the pod, you can do so on sentimentalpod at gmail.com or get in touch with me directly on Twitter or Instagram at ZaraLine.